What's going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Business is Pleasure podcast. I am your host with the most, Jonelle Francis. I am the co-owner of the Clarendon Trading Company, which is our baby, our little infant that we're trying to grow. So it's exciting, man. It's exciting. And I'm here with the love of my life, Colette Lightbird, who is also the co-owner of the Clarendon Trading Company, a.k.a. my boss. You know what I mean? But it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. Okay, so if you guys don't know, um, Business is Pleasure is essentially where we talk about the vintage community, reselling community, and how our business is incorporated and all that. And of course, we try to give you guys bits of information how we can help your business grow. And the best way and the only way we start off the show, Colette, how was your week? Um, my week was good. Nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. We had a couple, well, one event um, this past weekend. Yes, yes. Um, one of my, well, it's becoming one of my favorite events because I'm actually getting really accustomed to like the drive and everything. And also just the community down there is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's called the Ottawa 613 Flea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually a really good event. It's really well organized. Mm-hmm. The turnout's always really consistent. Shout out, Catherine. <laughs> this one's a, uh, this uh, past one was a little bit busier, mm. just because they had a um, Ottawa Red Blacks game, which is a really crappy name by the way, Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Need to work on that. But um, yeah, so they had a football game that day, so uh, it was a little bit busier than it usually is, but it was really good. Um, we sold lots of stuff. We met lots of people. We even had like um, this guy who was like a really frequent customer. He like came out and was like helping us throughout the day, trying to learn, like, how to do events mm. or, like, learn how to just, like, I don't know. Shout out to you too, Zach. Yeah. What, what up, Zach? That's my boy. He's um, a good guy. It's dope, man. He's, like, this 15-year-old kid, extremely adorable and really passionate about the vintage community, about reselling and everything. Yeah. And it's nice to see that, like, what the internet has done for entrepreneurship, especially for the younger generation, to see that they're just, like, so inclined and... It's almost like comes naturally to them how yeah. they understand the idea of, hey, let me get something for $10 and let me try to get $15 back. You know what I mean? It doesn't even like cross their mind as something that they should even think about whether they should do it or not. They're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this makes sense. Let me do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's nice, too, because it's so humbling because when we speak about like the older generation and our parents, they'll be like, oh, well, selling old clothes is not really a business. What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. But like. To the younger generation, they're like, what the heck, bro? You have your own business? Like, you know? And sometimes we forget it's like, that's our demographic. Yeah. That's who we are appealing to. Those are the people that generally like what we do and mm-hmm. have an interest in and everything, you know? Yeah. So it, it was nice, man. And the thing I like about the 613 Flea is that, like, once extremely organized, and it seems like it's always constant, the people who are coming there. It's like yeah. the familiar faces and everything. Yeah, we always see the same people mm-hmm. kind of month after month, which mm-hmm. is nice. And like people will be like, oh, are you coming back next mm-hmm. month? Be like, yeah, we'll see you then. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's good too because it's, it seems that they're able to cultivate a community that the same clients keep coming back and also a lot of the same sellers keep coming back as well yeah. too, right? for the most part, it's always generally the same group, mm-hmm. maybe mix in like five or so different ones. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's always the same because like we said, it's a good event. It's affordable. Mm-hmm. It's easy to like set up. It's not a super, super long day. Sometimes people have an event where they'll be like, starts at 10 and finishes at like 7 p.m. It's oh like realistically, no one's coming between 10 and 12 and no one's coming between 5 and 7. So. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, but like this 613, 
three flea. It's a really good time frame. It's a good day. It's on a Saturday, not a Sunday. It's good. It's just overall good. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful event. Um, one thing I think that why we got into the six one three flea was because we were trying to have like multiple markets markets to sell in, not only like be stuck in Toronto or only have limited places to sell. Mm-hmm. And we also have that same concept that we do online as well too, right? So we'll have like grailed that we sell, let go that we sell in. Um, Facebook markets has done a really phenomenal job for us. Um, unfortunately though, <laughs> unfortunately, it was so good that they actually ended up kicking me off of Facebook markets. So I've actually literally been banned from Facebook but markets. not guys. even an explanation mm-hmm. as to why. Uh, it, it, it's, it's crazy and it's unfortunate and it sucks because Facebook markets is something that was a utility that we were using constant just because it was free, number one. And two, you were able to interact with a lot of people that liked our products. But I think what, what ended up happening was that I personally was posting so much there and maybe their algorithms saw it as being spam. So over the time, they warned me once, warned me twice, and finally they're like, nah, get this guy out of here, get this guy out of here. So it, it kind of sucks because like, it wasn't our only place that we sold, but at one point or another, it was where we sold a substantial amount of stuff. And I think it's kind of important that this does happen to us because it lets us know that like we always need multiple sources to be selling things. Because what, hap- what would have happened if Facebook was our only place that we were actually selling? Yeah, and the same thing happened not too long ago with, well, continues to happen off and on with eBay. Mm-hmm. Like They'll set limits on us and say, oh, like you've exceeded the amount that you can sell for particular period of time you can't post like imagine if we were just focused on ebay and facebook mm-hmm. like we cut our sales and down to like zero right yeah so. no a hundred percent and that's why i kind of like the whole idea that we constantly we constantly force ourselves to find new apps and to find different shows and to find different stores to work with great job on finding heat by the way that one's actually been pretty good so far yeah so far heat has we haven't sold anything on it yet but the interactions there's lots of engagement and that's always a good sign right if yeah. people are able to like see your stuff or at least interact with you, that's when you know, okay, like at least we're getting the views. And it kind of goes back to what Gary Vee was saying, attention, 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 you know? As long as you can find a way to get the most eyes on you, I think that's really important. But yeah, back to the whole Facebook thing, because they would have really sucked if like that was the only place that we were selling. Mm-hmm. Our whole business essentially would have crumbled, you know? Yeah. So I think it's always important that, one, we constantly go back to old apps that didn't work, because maybe they've been able to increase their increase their active users so that more people will be able to purchase from us mm-hmm. or maybe we'll finally realize hey there are some apps we kind of have to get rid of because like they're not working for us as well as before and everything you know yeah um it kind of sucks though with the whole facebook thing because it was actually helping us not only with selling but also with like distributing a lot of our content that we were creating you know yeah but the good thing about there is some light at the end of the tunnel because i'm not banned <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that's the good aspect right we yeah. still have you to like and like the current uncle page is not banned yeah 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 it's just like john who's personally banned and everything yeah um it sucks because like again like the productivity is essentially cut in half but it's okay babe you got this yeah I know. you gotta hold it down i don't know maybe i could like message them or something and be like hey guys like i'll change forgive me please uh and we're not spam we just post a lot or maybe yeah. there's something that we can maybe take. that maybe that does qualify as spam you know what i mean i don't know but you're in groups that other people are posting too so it's like it's not like you're just posting on random people's timelines like hey buy off-white <laughs> you're yeah. posting in like groups and stuff yeah i understand it but like the unfortunate thing about like computer and, and companies nowadays 
they only look at the algorithms are actually looking at it. it's not like actual people you know what i mean yeah. it's not like each individual person is looking at yeah, all true. one billion like, well, people well john is a good guy and i am guys i'm i am a good guy man like come on like, <laughs> he means well he's not running a like, scam you know, let's allow him like you know he's just trying to run a local business but like yeah. I, I definitely understand but again it goes back to what we were talking about right maybe this is the time that we actually start doing facebook ads Right, we started the Instagram ads, which have been phenomenal so far. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about that for a second. What do you think, like, about us, like, changing our whole marketing plan from the influencers to the Instagram ads to putting out more content and everything? Honestly, so far? it's been a really big change. Mm-hmm. Like, even I remember our Instagram, for example. Like, we were stuck at like, what was it? I think like twenty eight hundred followers for so long. Mm-hmm. And then just since you've been doing the like Insta, inf, like Instagram influencers, like giving out clothing to people, telling them to post pictures of it on their story or on their actual page and like tag us in it. It's like we literally get, I'd say, 25 to sometimes 50 followers every single week. No, every day. Yeah. A- every day. And I think that's what's really important, too, is because... um. I always had the idea that, like, oh, an influencer had to be someone with, like, a million followers, two million yeah. followers. That's the only way people engage or trust their word. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, we're dealing with people with, like, 10 to, like, 50,000 followers, you know? And they're still able to penetrate their community so well. Yeah. And it's nice to see because, like, sometimes you forget, like, you need different tactics and different, like, methods to grow the actual company, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, like, the important thing is not necessarily how many followers someone has, mm. but, like, what the demographics of their followers are. Yes, so a lot yes. of the times, the people that we're hitting up to do, like, collaborations with, their followers are our demographic as well. Yeah, it's yeah. not like their followers are, like, moms and, like, <laughs> grandpas, you know what I mean, <laughs> that are going to turn their nose up at vintage clothing. Like, their followers are actually people who are also interested in vintage clothing as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that goes a long way. And a lot of the times, too, like, because they have a smaller amount of followers and their followers are more, like, organically based, they have actual interaction and engagement with these people. It's not like someone who has, like, 100,000 followers, but they only know, like, a 1,000 of them or less, you know? But they only communicate with, like, a 1,000 of them or less, or only a 1,000 of them or less watch their stories and stuff like that, so... Yeah. It goes a long way. No, no, definitely. And it's really cool, too, because even when I was talking to you about it, right, just to see how, like, they interact within their own community, it's really like they want to help each other, you know? They'll repost each other's pictures, like, hey, follow this person, follow that person. And the thing that we've also noticed as well when we go to the shows is that a lot of our clientele are actually female. Yeah. Right? So it's like now it kind of makes sense that a lot of the influencers we're working with are female as well too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at the retail market when it comes to clothing, 70% of the market's women, right? And even too, like a lot of the days, like fashion is very like unisex. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like back in like previous times, like... I think the current fashion market is. Yeah, yeah, like the current fashion market is very unisex, especially for like streetwear, especially for vintage, like... If you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of it's very just, like, a woman can wear, like, I'm wearing Adidas track pants. Mm -hmm. You could wear the same thing. Obviously not the The same size. But I'm wearing a crew neck. You Mm -hmm. could wear the same thing. You're wearing a Harley Davidson shirt. I could wear the same thing. So I think, like, that's something that's really beneficial to us right now. And it's also really good because we actually focus on that when we're picking. Mm -hmm. Like, so sometimes I know that, at least, like, when I used to pick more predominantly, like, I'd stay away from it. Carla doesn't pick anymore, guys. She used to pick literally 90% okay. of the clothing, okay? 90% of the clothing, all right? 
now she's now she like she doesn't even like get to see the stuff anymore no, I don't. how do you feel about that are you okay with that right now yeah, yeah. because like there'd be <laughs> like, oh. yeah there'd be times where i'm like oh i don't want to go to the bottom of this bin right now but i have to like there were times when i enjoyed it i i enjoyed it when we had like a mission like, if it was like, okay, we 20 need 20 t-shirts, t-shirts today, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, I got to get this. But when it's just like, yeah, we have an event coming up in two months, like, pick whatever. Like, those are the days where I'd be like, oh, this is so hard. Or when I'd go to our, like, warehouse and there would be, like, a huge pile of stuff. Oh, my gosh. And I'm just like, oh. It's literally so- like a workout. Like, you're working it on is. a tater cup, you know? It is. It mm-hmm. is. It is a workout. Honestly, when you're picking r- rules of the trade... Make sure you have a full stomach. Don't go there hungry. Yeah, yeah. Bring headphones and music. Yeah, because you're going to want to leave. Make sure your phone's fully charged. Bring headphones, bring music. And, and like, don't feel bad to take, like, a five-minute break every yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, like, take a five-minute break. Go sit down for a second. Maybe post a video or do something. I don't know. Gather your thoughts, man. Yeah. Just like, gather your thoughts. Like, take your time. It's draining. Make sure you bend with your knees, not with your back. Because then your lower back's mm. going to start to hurt. Mm. No, most definitely. But back to the whole thing you were saying about the way we pick was, like, really strategic in terms of Yeah, so it's really strategic. So a lot of the times, like, if I see something that's, like, like, something that women don't necessarily wear without reworking would be, like, like, like jerseys, like, really, really oversized stuff. So something that's, like, a triple XL, mm. like, your average woman's not going to, like, buy a men's triple XL sweater for mm-hmm. example um so anything that's like very 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 big in size or like like a hockey jersey or like a basketball jersey like those types of things i generally try to like not get too many of them we dabble in it here and there yeah, for sure. just because it doesn't really blend well with like the female market because at the end of the day like i'm a woman so like i know what i would wear and buy so I always try to pick in reference to that what I used to. But you also know too. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Well, with me, I'm sure you probably do the same thing too. Like, we try to look at different patterns that are going on. So if we see something that's really popular that's going on in like H&M or like other vintage companies as well too, right? We'll try to focus on items like that <laughs> as well too. How you right? say H&M? <laughs> no, because like, at the end of the day, they're still, one of the, they're still at the forefront for like leading in fashion. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, of course, like, we try to stay away from them. We don't shop there. Yeah. But, like, you can't take away the fact that, like, a lot of people look at them at one of the higher people when it comes to, like, fashion trends and what's currently happening. Or yeah, whatever, for you know the I mean? public, yeah. Yeah, for the public perception or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll try to, like, fit into that category as well. That's interesting, too, right? Because essentially what we're trying to do is, like, get more things for women as well, have things for guys. So it can be like a happy medium and everything. So I think that's really, really cool. Um, when it comes to picking, I think sometimes like we are kind of limited in limited when it does come to picking mm-hmm. just because it's like, it's by chance. We may, Let's yeah. say like, we're specifically looking for champion sweaters yeah. or rock tees or whatever, you know? Yeah. If we're fortunate, we may find those things. Yeah. You know? And like, that's something that can be difficult sometimes. Like I do have a couple of people from my work and they're like, oh, find me this, find me that. And I'm like, yeah, 100% I will. But it's like, it just depends on what I find. And sorry, speaking of that, when people say find me this, find me that. Guys, you guys have to understand, like, we can go through a thousand pieces of clothing. And if we're lucky, we may find 10 good pieces that we can sell. A lot of times people don't understand it that like picking is literally that you have to go through it and sort all the clothing. Mm -hmm. I think some people have a misconception that like, oh, these guys own a vintage company. So they just walk into a store and they find all the clothing just like that. It's like just like just yesterday I was there for three hours and I find like nine things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's not all, we're not always that fortunate to just come out on top and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's why I think it's good that we've been able to, like, actually keep some relationship with people that we've met 
perfect example. Like I was able to meet a guy, I ended up selling my hockey jersey, and he was also a fellow picker. And he had a lot of products that we like, but he doesn't necessarily send sells. So I'm, I'm going to end up meeting up with him and buy out all his champion crew necks and all his champion pants as well too, right? Mm-hmm. So like I think it's also good, like, yes, you can go thrifting at like the Value Village and the Goodwill. Yes, you can go picking at the different warehouses and stuff like that. But it's also good to have like those relationships with people who have large collections of clothing that will give you the opportunity to buy them out, right? Yeah, especially if you're like in situations where you're in a little bit of a short supply. Because I hate that feeling when we're coming out to an event it's like the event's like a week or two weeks away and we're like crap we're kind of low on stuff and then like you have to go picking and you're like you're not being as selective as like you would usually be because you're like i just desperate almost yeah like you're desperate like you're like i just need stuff so it's like oh this little reebok windbreaker has like a stain or whatever let's hope that it comes out or like you know like you're being a little bit less like picky about what you pick Mm -hmm. So picky about what you pick. Mm-hmm. But like, you know what I mean? So nobody likes to be in that situation. So sometimes having like those relationships with people that have that stockpile so you can use that as a buffer mm-hmm. if ever needed. It's always really important. Always, you know, yeah. it, the, um, I guess the negative aspect of it would be like, okay, the price points are going to be a bit higher. Yeah. So the, mar- the puff margins aren't good. Yeah. Aren't as good. Yeah. But you also have to factor in the fact that you're saving time. yourself so much time. Time. So much time. Exactly. Like literally I'm going to go there. I'm like, yeah, can you just show me this stuff? Like, yeah, give me those 20. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'm there yeah. for like 15 minutes Whereas and then like, up and at them. Finding 20 like champion sweaters would have been like, like, who knows, like 60 hours of picking mm-hmm. alone, if yeah. not more. It's crazy because last week I was able to find six and it was literally like in like three minutes. I was like, you got what? lucky. What? 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 Yeah. It was like one of those. So like, you know what I mean? And of course, like some days the thrift gods, thank you, will like shine down on you and like help you find stuff. And some days Satan just wants to hate, you know? So you never know. You, you, you definitely, you don't ever know. And also, there's also another guy that, um, that's, that may potentially give us the banties. The banties, especially banties nowadays, they're like so sought after. So for us to like be able to get our hands on that. Yeah, authentic vintage ones. Yeah, yeah. all from the 80s and 90s. All going to be in crazy tough. good condition. Yeah. I'm actually really excited because he has yeah, 50 too. of them. And it, it's kind of funny though. He was like so humble. He was like, oh, I have 50, but you may not want any. I'm going to take it every single one and you're like downplaying it you're like yeah like i'll see what i can you know do with them yeah meanwhile in your head you're like i'm like going crazy in my head i'm literally gonna buy every single piece he has like no idea what's coming you know what i mean and i think it's good too because like there are a lot of people like that like the guy that i'm gonna see for the champion stuff he is a part of the vintage community but like he's actually a full-time teacher so he's not really that interested in like going to events or like posting on multiple apps or whatever you know or like picking every day Ex- all day. exactly exactly so if he can like probably like his summer thing exactly like you know so if he, if he can have someone like me come by now and just like buy out his wardrobe of course why wouldn't he take that opportunity you know what i mean yeah it's just sure. easier for him and like doesn't have to pay for shipping i'm coming to you like it's pretty you know, it's a win-win yeah it's a win-win for everyone definitely mm-hmm. a win-win for everyone um i think one thing that's like next for us is always like transitioning into the business what can Clarence and Cole be what's the next chapter that we want to get into and everything and I think we've had like a we've had a pretty thorough discussion about that because we've always said that yes we do sell vintage clothing but we don't want to be isolated in being a vintage clothing company you know what I mean or being a used company or just being a hypebeast company you know Mm -hmm. any type of textile that there is we want to be a part of it we want to find a way to bring that to our clients in the best, most affordable, with the highest quality, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that we try to figure out a way that 
how we can constantly grow the company, you know? Mm-hmm. So for us, it's just that, like, while we do high-end high end items that are brand new, why couldn't we do that on a lower scale as well, too, right? Yeah, why can't we do that for just, like, not, like, bad quality clothing, mm-hmm. but just, like, still good quality clothing at a cheaper price mm-hmm. that people are still, it's still sought after by people. So I think that's the next thing that we're really focusing on. I think overall it will be an not like a transition will be like an easy addition to like the business model that we have now because essentially what we'll do is we'll just instead of putting you know vintage clothing and like high-end streetwear into the machine that we have right now we'll put that you know middle end you know brand new clothing into that machine and see how it works and i don't see why it wouldn't work because it works for it's just we're just changing the product yeah yeah and i think that's what's really important about us is that like we're really focused on ensuring that we have a machine that runs well so as long as all the gears are in place all the pulleys are working we have to now ensure that that system is correct for the demographic that we're going in you know what i mean and i think for the most part with us trying to make this transition it is yeah it is you know what i mean because like we know how to source the product we know how to do events we know how to ship mm-hmm. but now it's just like okay maybe let's change that up a bit instead of doing off-white or vintage Harley Davidson mm-hmm. let's do it at a medium level price point right yeah so we can like reach more people yeah and everything too, like right? sell instead of selling you know brand new like Adidas or Nike mm-hmm. um under Clarendon Co which we don't necessarily do not right now we mm-hmm. would sell it under a different name exactly still part of our business but just a different name with you know new items that are not necessarily vintage obviously and not necessarily high-end streetwear but just new mm-hmm yeah and I think sometimes like that that middle point is sometimes left out because a lot of people like they like the vintage because like one it's unique and two it's really inexpensive right Mm -hmm. and then a lot of people like the high-end stuff because like one it's unique and two it's really expensive it's hard to get right and I think for us going into that middle point we're going to that average consumer that's like yeah I like stuff I don't like stuff old I don't like stuff that's overly expensive let's meet in the middle and I think that's important right you don't ever want to forget about people and I feel like it's a huge demographic it's a huge demographic it's a huge demographic because like both markets that we deal with right now they're both they're both niches Mm -hmm. vintage community is really tiny when you look at the full scale of like the retail clothing community right and same thing with hypebeast clothing high end fashion right yeah like they both have their benefits and drawbacks but I think us just like expanding our reach a little bit there has no like there's no potential for that to be a negative no no we would just have to find a way to like time manage and figure out how we're gonna like allocate our time accordingly mm-hmm. but i don't see that it would be a detriment to what we're doing right now no i think if anything with the time maybe for like the first two months we're gonna have like growing pains because yes it is like a new venture we're getting into and of course we probably have to use things like amazon things like ebay as well mm-hmm. too right but I, we, we always figure it out. And sometimes I forget about that. It's like, with you and I, like, we don't necessarily worry about how we're going to get it done. We just make sure we get it done. And we, we'll, we'll end up figuring it out, you know? Because our whole process is what? Like, trial and error. Like, we, we fail really quickly. So then we can run to the successes. Yeah. But, and the more you try something, the closer you are to getting it accomplished. So the more you just sit around thinking about something... You're not going to get anything done. No, no, 100%, 100%. And speaking of getting things done, um, I think it's almost time to bring this podcast to a close. Mm-hmm. So before we head out, is there anything, any last words that you'd want to add or shout out or do, say? 
You tell me. I don't know. No, I think I'm good. Yeah, you think you're good, eh? Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say is, um, guys, thank you so much for your added support. Um, mm. I'm the nice one, so call it um <laughs> thank you so much for your added support from people who just watch us from people who purchase items from people who just want to say thank you thank you thank you guys so much i think a lot of the time it's hard to see how well you're doing while you're in it which mm -hmm. we are but to see people like shoot us messaging messages saying like hey your information is helping us saying thank you for the items man it actually means a lot because for me as much as it like i do enjoy running a business I also enjoy like seeing people actually happy about the items that they get or the information that they're able to get from us as well too, right? Because yeah. this is something that we want to do for a long, 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 long period of time. Mm -hmm. So it's like the, the way we start it is generally going to be the way we finish it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like this isn't always fun, but I would rather it be rewarding than to be fun. Yeah, it's not always fun, but it's always worth it. So. Oh, always, always, always worth it. All right, guys. So on that note... Peace. And until next time. Thanks for watching. Mm -hmm.